sanguine, simply optimistic, a community of hope and optimism. Well, welcome, guys. <laughs> so excited to get together again, and I'm just following up uh, with part two of uh, the first podcast I did, Lighter Than Fear, where we're just talking about Jesus and focusing on Jesus and how he can just make a huge impact and how we deal with fear and how we deal with the circumstances of life. And last time we looked at like water and how it can represent our lives and outside forces can act upon the water and just create terrible circumstances, you know, for it was for the disciples in the water with the wind and the waves, you know, creating a very very dangerous situation and how forces act on our lives that are outside our control, financial, you know, physical, um, this coronavirus acting on our lives and, you know, the, the people around us making rules and regulations that act upon our lives and can affect our livelihoods in, in many different ways. And, and how do we do that? You know, and that we looked at Jesus last time and how he walked on the water and, you know, we speculated how he was light without worry and how worry and fear can weigh us down. And so I just want to look at another example, which I think demonstrates also how light Jesus was. You know, he was on the boat with the disciples. This time he was with them. And again, they run into a storm and they go out to cross the lake and Jesus falls asleep in the back of the boat. And here's the storm so bad that the ship is taking on water. And when a ship takes on water, we know that that is not good at all. A ship taking on water is a bad sign. And so, you know, the disciples are freaking out and they are focused on their situation and there is fear. I mean, you read the scriptures and the fear is palatable. You can taste the fear. You feel like you could reach out and grab it, even though that it's thousands of years ago. It's like, man, you can feel their fear. And what the heck is Jesus doing? He's asleep in the back of the boat. You know, what the flip? Does he not care about them? Does he not know what's going on in that flipping boat? The disciples, I would imagine if the disciples, they're just like, what the heck is going on? Jesus is asleep. And, you know, they're wide awake and they're getting tossed around. I imagine they're sliding around that boat as the wind and the waves are going on. And there's Jesus sleeping on the boat, you know. How the heck could you sleep through that, right? I mean, that's a superpower. You probably have to be the son of God to sleep through that, right? Well, I, I would just submit to you, it's like, was Jesus so light that he really wasn't touching the boat? And as the boat rocked to and fro, that he wasn't impacted like last time. He doesn't have the weight, the worries, and the fear that weighed the rest of us down. Why? Because he has perspective. And why does he have perspective? Because he keeps perspective because he always has to get away and be with the father. I would just submit to you guys and myself, do we have to get away with the father to keep perspective or do we submit ourselves to the wind and the waves? Are we willingly walking into the middle of the wind and the waves and staying there and being weighted down? So as that ship sinks, we sink. I wonder if that ship went down, if Jesus would have still been floating up there. 
you know the scripture doesn't say that he's floating that is my speculation and we'll just leave it at that but how do you sleep through a storm like that really there had to be lightness on jesus and you know there's that there's that weird dynamic you know he is god but he isn't god you know he's man i shouldn't say that he isn't god you know he's man and god and so where do the limitations come in you know it's it gets a little dicey there, and I, I don't know necessarily know that I have the answers, but I know that Jesus says that he became a man like us so that he could create an example for us. So there's an example there that we can, amidst the storms, sleep. And I think maybe that's a standard that we can take hold of, is that the more you become like Jesus, the more peace that you have and you can sleep through the storms. And maybe the opposite is true. The more that you're kept awake and you can't rest, there needs to be more connection time in your life. It's kind of like a thermometer. It takes your temperature. It can tell you, you know, if your faith sick or not. You know, if your faith sick, then uh, you need to raise your time with the medicine of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and if, if you're good, more can't hurt. You just get more better. But I think I know for myself that I'm probably faith sick, that my faith is sick and it needs the sunlight, S-O-N, light. It needs the light of the sun to grow on that sapling that has been sitting in the shade and the cold and is withering. It needs the Son of God. And so how do we do this? How do you grow your faith? Because that was one of the rebukes that Jesus had. It is the rebuke that he had for the disciples. As he got up, he rebuked the wind and the waves. He had authority, and he applied to the disciples that their faith was little, but the implication was that they also had that same authority to do what he did, but they were faith sick. How do you get that? Well, the first thing is you got to spend time with God. Well, the basic question is, how do you do that? Well, the standard answer, which is a good answer, please don't get me wrong. This is you read your freaking Bible, right? It's not a freaking Bible. It's a holy, no, holy Bible. No, holy Bible. It's the holy, it's not the freaking Bible. It's the holy Bible. You read that because there are fantastic scriptures in there that build our faith. The other thing you do is you find some old people of faith and have them tell you their stories. That will build your faith. That will make your sick and anemic faith come alive. And the second, the third thing is you just got to start taking small risks and that you begin to pray and operate in your own faith and get some bricks built to build that foundation of your faith, that you're having your own successes and that you can take greater risk and exercise more faith. But sick and anemic faith in the disciples case can lead to death, right? Well, right now in our society, you know, we're facing a pandemic and wherever you fall on the scale, believing it's like it's not a big deal or it's a huge deal. There's a huge life lesson here, no matter how much validity or truth there is to this pandemic, is that how much are you overtaken by fear? Because this coronavirus did not come as a surprise to Jesus. I know you guys are shocked. The son of God, really? He he knew about the coronavirus? Of course he did. Of course he did. This is no surprise. He's the son of God. Of course he knew about the coronavirus. And so 
no surprise to Jesus about this coronavirus because he is the son of God. Wow, you guys, I just had a huge brain fart. I totally forgot where I was at. I was looking at some clothes in here with Adrian's and, and I got so distracted that I'm totally probably going to have to take a break here for a second so I can regain my thoughts. Maybe I can get back on this, but I am going to take a all right, I think I got some semblance of, of recomposure here. I just, that's hilarious. That that doesn't often happen to me, but it, it certainly did there. But uh, yeah, this did not come as a surprise to Jesus. And he, again, he wants to build our faith. And so, yeah, begin to do those things that build your faith and that you can pass that on to other people, that we are a faith army and we begin to make a difference and make a change in our society. As I talked about last time, you guys are the agents of change and you can do it. You begin to change the way you think, that you let the scriptures into your imagination and you literally believe the word of God and the testimony of those around you. And you build that strong faith house that, that can withstand the winds of coronavirus, the winds of fear that blow, the fears of war and destruction and the different things that enter like life, even financial instability, all the kind of crazy things that enter our life. It's like you allow the Son of God to shine on your sapling of faith, your house of faith, whatever example that you want. There are so many, but that is built, it's grown, but it takes active work to do that. It just doesn't happen. But here's the really cool thing is that if you do need an extra dose of faith, Jesus and the Holy Spirit have a whole bunch of it and they're willing to to give that to you. So you look at them and you get that from them. How do you do it? You just simply ask. You just say that honest prayer. Hey, I don't have faith here, but I know that faith will make a difference. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you for the faith because I believe, and this is something you know because you can read in the scriptures and find out that God has faith. And so you can get it from him when you're lacking. And guess what? That builds your faith and that puts that into your bank account. So I always love these win, win, win. You got, man, make yourself in those situations, right? Win, win, win. It's like get the faith you need and then you see that you got the faith you need. And so then it builds the faith that you need built. And so then you have more faith for the next time that you need more faith. And so win, win, win. And so here is Jesus sleeping through the boat because he's light. He's connected with the Father. He's not walking weighty on this world or sleeping in this world. And that you can use your ability to sleep through the storms as a gauge on how healthy your faith is. And if you're not sleeping and you're stressing and your mind's focused on that, hey, there's no condemnation. You just need to see the master physician. You just need to get some more light into your situation to grow and maybe kill the bacteria of fear that is growing inside of you. You just, you just need some help and there's nothing wrong with help. It's available to you. So get it. So be lighter than fear. Walk on this earth light. Walk on this faith this earth heavy with faith that makes you light as a feather.
Okay. <laughs> oh, you guys, I, I love you guys. I can't wait till this coronavirus is over. I would love to have like a giant kickball party. Wouldn't that be awesome? Kids and all, we could have a kickball party. Oh man, would that, that would just so rock like some burgers and brats and potato salad and coleslaw. Man, that would be great. But in the meantime, you guys, give me your feedback, right? Give me your feedback. I, I need that. Remember, you're helping me with my dream of helping other people succeed and feel inspired. And I, I like doing this. And I, I, I love talking about Jesus. And I love talking about the scriptures. So if you're feeling generous and you want to help someone, give me your feedback. Send me a picture of yourself or something that represents yourself with, so, so I can look at it and I can remember you and I can pray for you. And uh, again, my email, it's in the show notes, but it's 406 Big T at gmail.com. And if you have a prayer request, you can send it along there too. I would love to hear that. So talk to you later, guys. Adios. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.